Hi, and welcome to the first Desert Island Punks podcast. I'm Jake, and I play in punk rock band Jake and the Jellyfish, and this is a podcast I've started to interview friends of mine and people I admire in the punk rock scene. I asked them which five albums book and a luxury item they would take to a desert island. We have a chat about those albums and how that's influenced their involvement in the punk rock scene. My first guest is Robin Leach of Random Hand. He's a super interesting guy, and for my money, one of the best front men in music. I hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, please subscribe. Next week, I'm joined by old friend Ren Aldridge of Petra Girls. Enjoy the show. So, welcome to episode one. Uh, Robin Leach, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Jake. How are you? Yeah, not, I'm not, not too shabby, not too shabby. Come cool. uh, I've got the coffee jitters. <laughs> okay, how much have you had today? I've actually only had one, but I'm, I've, been, uh, <laughs> I've been kind of weaning off coffee. Okay, that's. I can tell you from experience it's a very difficult thing to do. Mm. I once tried to give up caffeine and it was literally impossible. <laughs> just not, it not just, at all. It just wasn't happening, my brain just shut down. Really? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was, it was the, one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do, so I, really? just, I just ended up just drinking caffeine again. Yeah, fair enough. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did have a caffeine-free tea the other day, and it was gross. <laughs> and it was grey. <laughs> Why was it grey? You sure it was tea? It was, yeah, it was tea, but it didn't, it didn't look like tea. Um, so, uh, what have you been up to then? What's, uh, what's, your, what's your MO? How would you describe Robin Leach? Uh, at, the, at this point in time, Robin Leach is sore. Okay. Uh, because should I continue talking about myself in the third person? If you like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robin Leach played a gig last night, <laughs> and uh, we don't play gigs as much as we used to, so uh, it's we feel it a lot more than next day. <laughs> well, I certainly do. I can't speak for the others, but um, I really like quite sort of um, pathetically struggled with stairs today. Um, yeah, that's kind of like a basic yeah, yeah, sort of human. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've just been at Waterstones in town, and it like it, it took me quite a long time to get to the top fucking, floor. Fucking love actually pulling myself up the banister. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm a big fan of Waterstones. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as like conglomerates go, mm. is, uh, it's one of the better ones. Yeah, it, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my. I'm, I'm partial. I'm yeah, I'm partial to. Even if you don't buy anything, I think it's quite therapeutic just to stand in there <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the room, yeah, just amongst books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just hold out your arms. <laughs> Yeah. In an ethereal manner, just soak it in. Um, yeah, so how's Random Hand going? Is it going well? Good, thank you, yeah. yeah. Are you enjoying um, being back? Yes, very much so. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. It, I mean, we started doing gigs again last year, and it's quite interesting because, again, I can't speak for everyone else, but for me it was like, you know, we had a two-year break. When we started doing it again, it was like it had just been, you know, the the last show we'd done was like the previous week or something. Yeah. I think because we'd done it that, we'd done it that intensely for... So many years, you know what yeah. I mean. It's kind of it didn't really seem like it. That's kind of good, though, yeah. so, isn't it? Like that's oh, yeah. yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't. I suppose maybe. Oh, you, you haven't. I was about to say, if you came back differently, would, would that be good or bad? I don't really know. Maybe it's just life experience. Yeah. But sometimes people need that like time off, don't they, to remember where they like it? Exactly. Yeah, and it's definitely. I mean, even now, you know, we've been doing gigs again for a while now. I think even now, the really cool thing is like I always forget. Just how much fun it is until we're actually on stage, and then when we're in the middle of a show, it's like, yeah. oh, no, actually, yeah, this is this is why, we, yeah, this is why we did this for so many years because it's actually, it's actually it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to. I think it's easy when you're not on stage to think that though, because there is so much time around playing a gig that is waiting. I think. Yeah, there's all the peripheral thing, isn't there? Yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah. You, you know as much as me the amount of time that you people sort of say, "Oh, it must be cool traveling to all these places," and it's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of. Service station toilets. Yeah. And uh, a whole a whole bunch of service, and the van. I've seen an awful lot yeah, of the van. Inside the van, I can tell you every inch of the <laughs> yeah. inside of that van. Well like, we went yeah. to Copenhagen uh, last last year and uh, 
and like you know people you go oh we're playing Copenhagen and everyone goes oh wow that's awesome it's like yeah but it's really far away so we like turned up at like one o'clock saw like a, a building went to the you know went to went to the gig saw that building slept and got up in the morning and went home <laughs> you know we, of Copenhagen we saw very very little and it's uh, yeah I think it's easy to sort of it's kind of I always wish sometimes we got like a day off after every gig yeah I've got to do that one again yeah so you could like sort of explore the city yeah yeah I get the impression a lot of sort of bands on, on, the, on the upper levels that you know, ones who are actually managed, yeah, yeah, yeah. logistically managed, <laughs> actually tend to do this a bit better. Yeah. I have the same thing. I saw like a suburb of San Francisco. You know, yeah, what I mean? I saw like crazy. the outskirts. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so you do much in the way of acting at the moment? Um, yeah, me, me, some, me, little theatre company that I'm in. We're doing, um, we've been doing a, a show for the past two years. Uh, it's our second show that we've done, which we started. Um, we've had one at the Edinburgh Fringe, and we've had it to Brighton Fringe, and um, we're sort of doing a tour at the moment. Cool. Uh, various theatres around, so we've got another couple of shows with that. Um, and then we're, we're writing a new show, which is going to start. What's the, what's the show you're doing, man? Uh, the one we're doing currently is called A Hundred Ways to Tie a Shoelace. Okay. Um, so we do, so it's, it's, um, it's all our stuff sort of devised ourselves, so we devise mm-hmm. and write and um, choreograph and all the rest of it. Just bits of physical bits and stuff we do we sort of pile into the script together and do that but it's, um, it's basically about a, a girl who has an accident who um, is following her recovery process she has retrograde amnesia and she's sort of relearning how to do certain tasks mm-hmm. and relearning, relearning her vocabulary and things like that um, but we tend to do it in sort of very typically kind of fringy black box style so there's loads of different kind of styles to it there's like yeah, yeah. pastiche and puppetry and various Ooh. things it's a very hard thing to sell when yeah, you're, um, yeah. Uh, and sort of concisely because kind of you know we've, had to, we've been at fringes and stuff like that and you're kind of doing flyering or whatever and you've literally got like this sort of like 20 30 second window to explain what it is to someone yeah. and you can't really explain what it is you yeah was that like did you have to do quite a lot of research for that then um yeah we we, we, we spoke to various people we um including a, a a medical student who we ran everything by and we sort of we did a sort of collecting of like it's, it's a weird thing because when you're dealing with stuff with the brain it's not quite it's not quite as black and white as yeah. a lot of yeah. sort of I mean I'm, I'm saying physical injuries because obviously the brain is a physical thing but how it affects you kind of your mind and your personality and your process it's very um, you know there are certain givens with specific things mm. um, but it's also a very kind of uh, sort of a personal thing in a way and you know it's kind of thing different people are kind of affected in different ways yeah 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 so it's quite an interesting thing to look into, really. Um, but then we sort of we were very conscious of kind of making it a, a kind of a personal journey of her mm. and her yeah, struggle yeah. and how she gets from A to B. Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Where's is that? So where's that? Uh, there's, so the, we did, the last two shows we're doing are in Sale in Manchester are, and in Wimbledon in London and if I was more prepared I'd remember the dates okay cool but I can't it's very, it's very googleable I'm sure yeah, it's googleable googleable 100 ways to tie shoelace on the google uh, on the yahoo on the yahoo yeah, get ask, on the yahoo ask Jeeves <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Jeeves is up to nowadays uh, crying in a corner somewhere <laughs> um, cool so we're gonna so we're gonna cast you away so, yeah yeah so away you go right. um, and you've had to pick five albums uh, a book and a luxury item to take with you. Okay. That you you managed to salvage somehow before you uh, before you got cast away in the waters. You managed to. Uh, you managed to happen to have these things yeah. on the aircraft. Lots, like lots, yeah. yeah, yeah, you've got lots of pockets. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, you you're alone on this desert island for uh, for eternity. It seems. 
Um, and what is the first album that you think you'd take? I right. I, thinking about this, I sort of. Um, I was I was kind of uh, I wonder what the best way to approach this was mm-hmm. because I think the thing first thought I was going to say is I actually found this really difficult to do with albums. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. with individual songs, I'd you know I could like reel off a million things, but I'm sort of I'm one of these people who there are certain songs which I really like, but that, I, I'm one of those people. There's a lot of bands who I like that one song, right? Yeah. And then I don't really like anything else the band does. Yeah. But I love <laughs> yeah. that one song. Yeah, do you know I what I mean? Yeah. I'm, not, That's fair I'm that sort of douchebag. Um, playlist douchebag Playlist douchebag That is me um, So I thought Thinking of albums That actually Had a bit of a An effect Because they were At a point in the life Where you know you kind of, You're discovering A certain type of music Or you're discovering mm-hmm. A certain thing Or getting excited About a certain thing So I'm just wondering If the best thing Is sort of chronologically But yeah, just... Maybe one of the first Things to mention then Would be uh, Rage Against the Machines Rage Against the Machine Cool Um Controversially, I actually think Battle of Los Angeles is a better album. I really like that album. Yeah, I think, and that will that will rile people into a fury. I think it's good though. It's, it's, I I kind of agree with you in a way. Yeah, uh, I think it may be less consistent, but it's more interesting. I think. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely more. It, it, yes, it is more interesting. There's kind of more going on, but I, I even think a lot of the tunes are better. I don't know what it is. It's I think I don't think I warmed to it as quickly. Yeah. But once I got into it, I think I've really. I think it, I would choose it over. So how come you chose the first version? Well, because this uh, that was it was sort of a, it, I first got into it. I was like fourteen, fifteen, and it was kind of that age where you're really kind of getting into your you're finding your rock stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's the sort of it's the, it's your the, rock stuff. Your rock stuff, you know. <laughs> but you know, especially at that time as well, sort of circa turn of the turn of the new millennium. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of big Kerrang era, you know what I mean? Yeah, Big jeans. Big jeans, exactly, <laughs> big jeans, hoodies, everything was sort of defined by, by what you were finding there. Um, I, I, as I recall, what had happened was a mate of mine who was a big film buff had the Matrix soundtrack and used to play it a lot. Oh, yeah. And Wake Up really stuck out. Yeah, I forgot that was on I mean, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I remember mentioning this. I was, on, I was like on the phone to my brother one day and I think he was playing the soundtrack in the background or something, and I mentioned it to him, like, oh, I really like that song. And then he got me the the album for yeah. Christmas, I think it was. Um, so that was the kind of... my first real sort of actual full album foray into kind of some real heavy... You know, I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I was listening to bits and bobs of, like, uh, Slipknot and, and yeah, System yeah. and stuff like You know what I mean? I sort of made sure we were really into that kind of thing. So I was, I was, I was hearing that kind of stuff, but I think... It's quite, it's quite interesting you say that because I think, like, uh, random hunt stuff isn't crazy far away from like rage. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, obviously you've got different elements in there, but like yeah. you can definitely, you know, there's like that sort of like groovy, uh, like kind of funky element which I think yeah. that they they had, and then also especially the vocal delivery as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing is, well, you got to remember that. I mean, especially the first. I mean, probably this one as well, but especially the first incarnation of Random Man when we first started getting into it and first started sort of, I hate the phrase, but find, finding our sound, man. <laughs> yeah. We need to find our sound. Yeah, man. You know it's, what I mean? it's, always, it's always so buried under clothes. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's the sound? Counts. Man? What's the sound? <laughs> Left it here somewhere. Um, it, it was, it, I dare say, it was more a band of like, kind of, you know, that sort of peripheral, interesting metal heads than it was Scar Punk gigs. Yeah. I mean, I was by far and away the biggest quote unquote Scar Punk fan. Right. And, um, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the others kind of liked it. But it wasn't like that. But I don't think they, yeah, I mean, they were, to be fair, I think Matt was quite a big 
ska punk fan to the extent I was I mean we, we were both like really big on less than Jake and stuff like that mm. um, but the, that the whole metal influence was just like just easily just as, as prevalent you know, you, know I mean? you guys used to describe yourself as like a metal ska yeah yeah it was for a little while yeah, and that, that and that's definitely always carried through. That definitely became ingrained in in part in in it as, and as part of it. You know what I mean? And the whole sort of the kind of the, you know the 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 riffage thing. You know, the yeah, sort yeah. of um, and the breakdowns and that kind of thing was was a huge thing. But I think vocally as well is interesting because the the influence there was probably due to the fact that I'm. I'm not saying this in a kind of a what was me kind of way. It's just it's a practical fact. I'm not a gifted singer. I'm, okay. just, I'm just flat out not a good singer. You know what I mean? I can I can hold my own at what I do in this band, right? Because it's a punk band, and you don't really need to be a good singer. You just need to sort of be able to shout vaguely in a key. Yeah, um, in theory. Yeah, in, the, in theory. <laughs> I mean, there are you know there are genuinely good singers in punk bands. Um, you, you, for example, can actually sing. <laughs> Cheers, man. Uh, you're welcome. Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would, I would contest what you're saying. Isn't I think you're a good singer. I don't think it's quite as black and white as people like to make out singing. Like, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is holding your own. Like, you know, hold, like holding that key, right. and like delivery. Like, I think a lot of it is delivery. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, you know, we were just we were talking about Dylan just before Bob Dylan before uh, we started recording, and like. Everyone says he's a bad singer, and I don't think that's true. I think he's a really good singer. It's just different. Yeah, I see what you're saying there, because I guess, it, I guess it's kind of, at the end of the day, it's what resonates with people, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's fundamentally not a bad singer either. Like, he's yeah. not out of key. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he's still listenable. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's all about delivery and what you what you did with Random Hand. Like, I've said for quite a long time that, like, you guys are, well, particularly you, actually, like, your performance on stage is so captivating, and it's, like, one, like, one of the best... Like live performances, like random hand, I think in the, like in the country, like regardless of like genre, and I think a lot of that is down to the energy and the performance, of, like the vocal delivery, and that is kind of. So I would disagree. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that. I think you also. Um, I, I suppose maybe because what I mean, maybe what I'm thinking of is it's sort of in the more kind of classical technical sense or something. I don't yeah, know, yeah. I, I, see mean, what I, you I mean. guess I guess maybe that's kind of more the thing. But so for me, I mean. Thank you for saying that because that's that's a, uh, for me that's a very important thing is the idea of like I mean that's something I always look for in a band I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm kind of to a certain to a certain extent I'm not kind of as fussed about how technically good a band is up to a point I mean obviously yeah, yeah. I want them to be good to a certain point yeah definitely but it's more about like are these people being honest yes. you know is this singer being honest is this is yeah. this singer going through the motions or are they and that and that it's always been really important to me to kind of like I, I will write and rewrite lyrics until I'm saying what I want to say I, won't yeah. just, I don't just want a, a thing that rhymes that fits I want to yeah. say what I want to say and when I, every time I go on stage I want you know that it's, it's, it's sort of important to me to kind of really be in the in the moment of that I think I'd get quite worried if it ever felt like I was going through the motions yeah, I know um, what you mean. I yeah, I, I rewrite lyrics a lot. It takes me a long time to finish lyrics. Yeah, I don't think it's just getting that right. And I think this is a thing with rage because you can really, um, you know, with, with Zach Taylor, I can never say Roger. I, I won't say Roger. Yeah, Roger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know that's obviously. I mean it, that uh, that the, that he's obviously kind of the baseline lesson in. Right. You know, it's a platform. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, yeah, it really, that that band is a kind of. I mean, it is a band, and they do release good music, but yeah. it's almost as much a. Yeah, like he's 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 wanting to send a message, isn't he? Yeah, like, exactly. Like yeah. They are wanting to send totally, a message. yeah. And you can really hear that in the vocal performance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can just instantly be like, "Oh, that guy is genuinely pissed off, and <laughs> he is genuinely shouting at you right now." He is, he is really is, miffed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's miffed. He's not just he's not he, he didn't just need a hobby. He's <laughs> like he's he's onto this. Um, but I think the whole thing about that that kind of style and the rapping style was really 
quite influential for me because sort of having grown up being like, oh, I kind of want to say stuff, but I feel like I, I don't know if I can because I, I, you know, I can't sort of, I don't feel like I can sort of sing well in this classical sense. So mm. exciting stuff like this was like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. And this is right up my street because not only is it kind of, you know, an alternate way of, of presenting yourself, but it's, uh, particularly in that style, it's a fantastic vehicle for getting that amount of content across in your lyrics. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's accessible as well. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's accessible, and it, it is that thing of like it's it's kind of catchy, but there's mm. there's a lot going on here, and you can. It, I mean, it may, it may almost defeat the point, but you could also switch off the music and sit down with the lyrics and, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. read the lyrics as a piece of poetry. I think. I mean, um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it might be. It might I haven't looked at your arms? So, um, but I think that it's case of like propaganda. Like mm. if you read their, their their lyrics can be just read, mm. like they're just so yeah. well put together. Yeah. And, and with them, it's interesting. It's even more so because it's kind of they're not. It's this really interesting style of writing, isn't it? Which not it's not it's like not written as verse. It's written as prose. Yeah, it's and strange, then it's just yeah. broken up to fit into the song. Which yeah, I was like, so I, when I first listened to so like obviously it's not about me, but I when I was thinking about doing this podcast. I thought about what like my albums and supporting cast by Propaganda would be in there because when I first listened to that, it blew my mind. Like because it, the way that he, like he will like write a sentence and it will the break will be like two thirds of the way yeah, through yeah, the sentence yeah, and it exactly. will finish on the next line. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's just like and I was just like I couldn't get my head around how how it was done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, um, yeah, it's, it's literally like he's, he's sat down, he's he's written out what he wants to say. Yeah. Then he's written a song and yeah. he's kind of. Forced it in, forced in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it doesn't. But that's the thing. It doesn't feel forced. It's just ugh, assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> how can you do that? Like, you yeah. know, like I want to do that sort of thing, and I sit down and and then my mind just goes blank. Yeah. yeah. But oh, so I suppose we should probably move on. Um, if you're going to save one song from that album, oh, oh my words. Um, oh, you're asking me to do this, right? I would probably, I'd probably have to go know your enemy. Yeah. I think. Because that's kind of really that's all the elements of classic rage there. You know what I mean? It's the it's the sort of guitar not quite sounding like a guitar at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So you know, Morello gets his moment of glory. Yeah. And then of course you've got the big riff, and then you've just got the funk rock thing, and the yeah. you know. And that's my, so, that is my favourite of that album. Well, 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 there you go. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So uh, we'll we'll move on. So number two. Number two. Right again. Sorry, I'm just going to go back to the old. Uh, no, that's right. List uh, again. This was sort of just thinking about what is what is kind of influential at the right point. And the other thing I was conscious of doing is obviously, you know, I'm in a Scarcore slash Scarpunk band. I wanted to try as much as possible maybe to not get too much. Um, it's weird, actually, because nowadays I don't really listen to much punk at home. Do you know? No, I tend to... I will tend to either listen to mainly classical or vintage jazz. Nice. Like big band jazz or yeah, yeah. type jazz uh, or film soundtracks. Um I mean, sort of I mean, you, you could have put them in. Yeah, <laughs> but again, 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 it's like a piece of music. I would probably, you'd probably have all of that in there. I think it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's complete albums. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's just, that's the thing because I don't know if I could count like Hulse the Planets as an album. I don't, I don't know, know if you yeah. describe it in that term. I think it's probably, you know I, mean? an, I think it's probably an, an album in the sense that you could buy it on. On, yeah. like on a CD but, or a record. But it's just that thing I'm not thinking about it like an album, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh man, yeah. I'll just skip to Jupiter, big tune, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. big tune, man. Um, 
Like, like what's the single off of this? Yeah, now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video for, uh, for for Venus? Yeah, it's like uh, it's a bit strange. All of my options here, I think, are going basically on a sort of a um, an influence tip. Okay, that's I mean, cool. Yeah, yeah. So the ne- so the next one I'm going to have to pick, and I'm going to delve into the the, the scar punk scar core world here. Um, I, I came in by that route of kind of like I'd make someone into punk and I sat listening to punk and they're like oh you should listen to this band it's Green Day you should listen to this band yeah. Blink with oh this is cool you know really it's this exciting rocker stuff <laughs> I can't remember what the first ska punk song I heard it was either Superman by Goldfinger mm-hmm. or it was the lead into my next choice which is Symptomatic by Voodoo Glow Schools okay so my next choice is going to be Band Geek Mafia right from Voodoo Glow Schools so I'd played trumpet at school before I'd even knew what Right. Scar was so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I was very like, oh, very band. vaguely aware of madness or something like that you know what I mean um, and then when I actually came into it and got into the whole Scar Punk thing I'd actually quit by that point um, but the moment I started hearing Scar Punk again I was like oh, I've got to pick up a brass instrument again this is yeah, yeah. and it was very you know I mean Scar Punk was very instantaneous with me it was kind it's, of like oh, it's quite catchy isn't it I mean like as much as it gets grief but like yeah it does get but I, I, you know I think but I mean I don't know nowadays but it, it, it tends to be one of the more marmite genres you know what I mean yeah, people yeah. tend to ever really get on board with it are they really like why is there a horn section in this rock <laughs> band this is stupid um but it, it was it, it was absolutely instantaneous for me, and I think because it is a bit of a niche thing, it's a very specific thing. But there was just something about the it was the catchiness, but it was also the kind of frivolity and the theatricality and the kind of the you know this whole extra it was, descriptive it was, words. Yeah, it was, it's, it's it's kind of whimsical, isn't it? You know, what yeah, I mean? it's it very is, yeah. whimsical kind of, and that I think really appealed to me because it was kind of particularly scat in the in the combined with punk because there's still that when it's done right, there is still that kind of mm. you know. Um, spine behind it, yeah, you know what I mean, that, and that yeah. kind of like, there's all the great things with punk, you know, there's the rawness, there's the, just the sort of um, that kind of like kind of pure passion and that pure sort of positive animosity, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then there's this whole extra sort of whimsical theatrical kind of circusy yeah. thing going on, which I just, I, just, I really liked that. I liked that. Circusy is a good description. Yeah, the whole thing, and that was that was really encapsulated by the voodoo stuff that I first did because like Superman was great. It was catchy, you know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's a poppy scar. It's that. It's the archetypal poppy scar. It's, it's, it's a good song as well. Tony Hawk's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was at Slam Dunk a few years ago, and it was like it was like Tony Hawk's Fest. I'm sure. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like Goldfinger and Zebrahead and like. I think I was at like that, that one. One after the other, yeah. Like they all did their tunes on the yeah. first Tony Hawk's song. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just going to pause for some tea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hmm. Letting the whole school down. Sorry, sorry. Delightful. Um, but yeah, but when I first did Symptomatic. Oh my god! It actually it knocked me socks off. It was insane. Like it was just this, like this relentless. And it's, it's a bit of a, it's sort of a rarer one for well for maybe that video because it was it was the it's the it's the major key one off that. Right. Um, but it was just still that that this kind of relentless frantic horn line. But not even and the interesting thing was it wasn't even the main thing. It's like the song starts with this sort of. Kind of, you know, kind of stocky, kind of mm-hmm. street street punk riff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then it dives into the verse, and you just but there's no there's no sort of horns taking point first. It's just straight to the verse with that with sort of Frank's kind of yeah. Um, you know, he's got his very distinct kind of like vocals, <laughs> like, like like punching into it. You know, what I mean, it's a very distinctive voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's just mad horn lines sitting behind it. It was it, it was like it, it, was, it, it was like being hit in the face with like a sort of a sinister fun, you know fun yeah. fair or something it was kind of so it's like not so it's not like the sort of the traditional 
like this is the this is the horn section part yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Here, here's the catchy bit here's the yeah. oh there's horns in this let's all get dancing and now I'm gonna you know you know make it accessible with the vocals it was just kind of like it, it really was like a smack in the face um, and it really blew me away and I played that song to death at home like I really did and it was one of, it was one of the first tunes I learned on trombone as well really I, um, yeah I remember I, I sort of I think it was like what was I 16 or something like that and it was yeah, saying to me mum like I want to I get back in there I want to play brass again I don't know why I picked I can't remember my logic for it because like I said I played trumpet so I don't remember why I wanted trombone I think I just sort of thought it would be more of a fun interesting instrument it probably or, has a bit more scope I imagine if it's yeah I mean because I mean traditionally it's a better one I mean a lot of brass players will tell you that it's a kind of a better if you're going to have a solo one it's one of the better ones because it sort of sits middle in the register yeah yeah trumpet's very you know it's the top end yeah it feels like you like if you were just the only person playing I think you, if you like brass like yeah. if random hand just had a trumpet it would sound a little odd, yeah, yeah exactly so it would sort of be a too bit a bit too trebly you need something to balance it out so tr- trombone kind of sits in the middle range quite well I think maybe my logic was straight away I thought I wanted to start a ska punk band and I think I just off the top of my head thought it would be easier to find trumpet players so I thought if I played trombone right. I think maybe that was there was some logic there or something I mean, like that it's probably true I yeah, yeah, yeah it might well be should have yeah. played French horn yeah oh, but, you know, <laughs> we I, needed to find I, everyone else then I, that's what I originally wanted to play really? in school but I couldn't the mouthpiece is even smaller than trumpet I couldn't play it I, yeah, I, blow I, it. I played a bit of French horn yeah. in school I mean I couldn't go anywhere near it <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's, it's quite a yeah, it's quite difficult to contend with. So the, the teacher was like, "You better let's try the trumpet instead." I was like, "All right, thank you." <laughs> um, but um, you, so, you guys went on tour with Ludicolo Schools, didn't you? Didn't we you? did. Yeah, yeah. we toured with them well three times, even twice over here, and then they invited us to go over to the states. That must have been pretty. Which was awesome. insane. If you had told fifteen-year-old me that we would tour in the states. That we would stay at Eddie's house yeah. in California and tour in the still like with them. That would be I was really like what? That must have been amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely like it, it sort of feels like a dream when I think about it. To be honest, it kind of it's, it doesn't even. I mean, obviously it was kind of. I mean, practically speaking, I don't know if it did the band any good because obviously no one really. There was like yeah. maybe a few, a handful of people in US because they'd heard us online before and. And we haven't been out since. No, but it was it was an, it was a great chance. I mean, it's to an experience, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That was half the thing. of half of being in a band. It's just it's fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that was it was a huge part of, of doing that. So to have that experience with them was amazing. But um, yeah, so I, I got the I um, got a trombone. I think it was like 16th birthday or something. And then I took the next day off school, calling sick. <laughs> and I, spent, I spent the entire day playing trombone but Symptomatic was one of the first songs I learned to play. And I just sit with CD playing that, trying to play along with it. I assume Symptomatic will be your choice of song then. I, I probably would do for the reason of that was the one that got me into it, but the um, um, I, any brass players listening to this, anyone playing brass in a scarf band, or as no one that's like, listen to They Always Come Back by the Video Glow Schools, and I defy you not to feel weak in the lips and jaws <laughs> at the end of that song just from listening to it. Because that is a that is a lesson in Scarcott stamina, yeah, and it is ludicrous, amazing but ludicrous. Uh, but yeah, cool. There you go. All right. Um, okay, sweet. So we'll go on to third album. All right. Where are we going to go here? Um, which one are we going to go with? Okay, I'll tell you. What I'm going to go over here. Um, so I did that thing that a lot of people do. Wait, because of the the age I was at the time mm-hmm. and the time it was, so it was. Like I've said before, I think my first four, my first sort of forays into modern punk with the like Green Day, Blink One Eight Two, No Effects. Yeah, great, all great stuff. Um, 
And then I kind of did that retrospective thing that a lot of people who get into punk do, where they're yeah. like, you know, because when you get into it, you've, you've like, heard of the Sex Pistols yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. but, you know, it's just that clip on the Bill Grundy show or something like that, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's not kind of a... It's not something you're that unfamiliar with. Having said that, never mind the bollocks, I do think it's a brilliant album. I think that's a great, dare I say it, pop-punk album. I think those tunes are actually genuine. They, they are good tunes. songs, yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, they're good. I mean, regardless of what you think of the Sex Pistols as a band, like, they're, yeah. they're, they're good songs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I think it's something. But uh, the choice I'm going to go with is uh, The Clash. The Clash. Oh. Um, again, I just... Uh, it, I mean, Clash are that interesting band, because that first album is just a straight-up late 70s punk album. And then, of course, they get into... Yeah, they're really they're really interesting. Like yeah. I, I see. I'm a bit like you. I didn't really ever listen to the Clash when I was a mm. kid, and like it was like in later years that I kind of rediscovered them. And it's just it's weird, <laughs> like because I kind of in my head I have I have them as London Calling. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But then you actually listen to it, and there's there's a lot going on, and it changes quite considerably throughout their careers. Yeah, it? totally. You can tell they're sort of, you know, I don't know if it's a case of like getting bored easily or just wanting to yeah expand themselves. But the really interesting thing is, whatever they do, they still. They're one of those bands who they sort of, they can do different things, but they still sort of sound like a punk band. You know what I mean? Yeah. You listen to you know, it's the production a lot of it. Yeah, but like like Rock the Casbah will come on in like a, yeah. a normal bar or club. Yeah. But you was you still have that kind of like obviously <laughs> you know he's a very strummer's got a very distinctive vocal there, hasn't he? Kind of and it's the yeah yeah um, that he puts over everything and it's kind of that that punk sensibility comes through in everything, but. Um, yeah, it's not that first Clash song again. I just, I just think it's solid songs, you know what I mean? And I just think it's kind of... I, I'm going to tread carefully here, because okay. you're a bit of a mindful. I'm going to try and say this lovingly, and I apologise to offence I may cause. Punk, particularly older punk, can be hit or miss. Yeah, I don't, you think, know, I don't think that's news. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, you know, as a genre, I love it. As a scene, I love it. But there, there is what I would describe as bad punk music. Yeah. Which is interesting, because obviously the other interesting thing you get with it is a lot of the time punk becomes shorthand for bad, but in a good way. So some it's bad, but they say, oh, it's punk, so it's fine. Oh, right. See yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, have a, I have a big thing about that. Yeah. When people, when people are just like... Uh, they just you know, like they play their instruments badly and it's really loud. Yeah. It's like, that's not... It's not being punk, that's just yeah. being bad. Like, yeah, it's not exactly, the same exactly, thing. Yeah. It's like people say, oh, it's punk, though. It's like, well, it is punk, but there's no, <laughs> there's no reason why you can't be good as well. Yeah, no, like, think of all the, all the ones you like. They're all pretty good. good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. There's no reason why you can't just sort of do this. Like do professional this. musicians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just try, try doing this well. Just, yeah. just entertain me and tune up. But yeah. I suppose Clash did a lot for punk rock, really, when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think they, they opened up a lot more. Anyway. I think it was about... Because, I, I mean, again, I think there's a bit of a rage thing going on, because obviously it was... I mean, that... The only thing that I'm a, a bit sceptical with the Clash is I don't buy in as much to a kind of this... It, it was obviously a platform for them too. Yeah, like it was like they were, you know they I mean? were yeah. political. Yeah, and just obviously wore his heart on his sleeve. But there comes a point where it's kind of like, you know, they're really... You, you kind of watch documentaries about them. People are sort of... I, 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 I totally agree they're an incredibly important band and an incredibly important mm-hmm. band in the history of music. But it's, it's this sort of transcendence of like... You know what I mean? Changing the world and kind of things yeah. like that. And it's, but yeah, I just think the, 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 the Clash, that, that first album, is just... And again, with a lot of Clash. I mean, again, to be honest, the Clash are one of those bands where the songs I like, I really like, but there are also songs which I don't like, Yeah. Um, to be honest. But 
I, I, mean, think, I think when they do it well, they do it really well. It's probably um, like it, uh, you don't get many albums to start to front to, like sort of front to back. Yeah, amazing. And I think uh, I think one, again one of the interesting things about doing this is a lot of people put in albums that might not be their favourite, mm. but more that like have nostalgic elements to them. Yeah, yeah. Or you know like you might not like that one song, but it's part of part of this bigger thing you know? yeah yeah like, and that's why I love albums I'm a really big album advocate because yeah. it's like it's just a, it's a snapshot in time yeah yeah 100% yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so what, what song would you say right I'm, I'm going to be you have to excuse me because I've done a gig and I'm sore I'm meant to be spinning right I I, I want to say career opportunities okay but for some reason there's a voice in the back of my head going, are you sure that's on the first album? Let's, let's, let's well, I am do- sure that's on the first album. Let's Google. Um, let's, uh, let's ask Jeeves. Jeeves. Jeeves, are you there? <laughs> well, I bet there's people listening to this now screaming, of course it is, you fucking muppet. I mean, no, it's well, fair enough. Uh, it is, yes. Side I, knew, two. I knew you were there. I the first song off Side 2. The first off, that's why, because you're later on, that's why. I kind of forget that like, like, half their songs are like less than a mi- two minutes long. Oh, yeah, 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 just blast through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but career opportunities, I think, and it's just for no other reason. I think it's just a, it, it, it's that thing we we're just discussing about of you can do that simple punk thing well, yeah. and it'd be catchy and and it's still what like four years, fifty years after it started, and if you write a good song, that's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, yeah, done, yeah. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> if it's exactly. good, it's fine. Totally, right? yeah, yeah, exactly, 100%. And I, just, I think that's just a very good example of them doing that. Cool. Um, all right, so we'll move on. Cool. Uh, is it number four that we're on now? Number four. Hello, hello. Right, you've got me here now. Mm. <laughs> you've got me in a bit of a pickle here. Okay. You'll find, right. So again, I'm going to have to loop back to the, 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 the ska punk world. And yeah. I'm sorry to be so generic here. Um, again, if this was just songs or pieces of music, I swear I'd be much more eclectic. <laughs> it's just we're doing albums and I'm just doing influences and stuff like that. So I got into ska punk and then I, I, I was the, the ska punk nerd kid, so I liked all the, yeah. the ska punk. And I think. All you, of it. All of it. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, I think, when you get into it, it's just like any, yeah. any punk band yeah. I saw go on was like, oh my god, that's amazing. You just completely immerse yourself in the scene. Yeah, totally. So I, and, I, and, I, and I absolutely 100% loved the. The cheesy American mm. stuff that everyone hates. Yeah. Um, not everyone hates, but you know what I mean. It's sort of a bit more like people can be suspicious of as much as I did any of the yeah. the, uh, the sort of Scarcore stuff. And I, st- I still do. You know what I mean. I can still really enjoy Real Big Fish. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think obviously it's, it's a diff- you know it's you, you you like it for what it is, but I think they you know they're fun tunes, they're good live. Um, it didn't it didn't become the kind of thing that I wanted to make because I just think no, I'm but sort that's, of that's, that's I definitely across. think that's different. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, totally, yeah. Um, but I certainly dabbled in, in, in stuff like that when I was starting out. So you've left, you've given give me a bit of pickle here because there's sort of two albums from this era of getting into the right. the typical sort of. Um, Have you not chosen scar punk things? I'm, I'm really split between the two of them. Okay, how about? Um, I so if, if you want, you can force my hand, or I can. Uh, I'll, uh, okay, so label one of them A, and right. label one of them one. <laughs> Um, okay. Go for one. Uh, in that case, you made me pick uh, Hello Rockview by Less Than Jake. Fair enough. Um, again, I was, yeah, big, you know, big, going to the Scarpunk, big on the Less Than Jake thing. Listen to that album relentlessly, back to front. Losing streak as well, to a lesser extent. Mm. But again, it was one of the early kind of pick up the trombone and try and play along with the songs. 
I mean, they're very immediate, us and Jake, and they're not like. So I'm not super into that sort of um, mm. that sort of, like that sort of style of ska. Mm. But like, I think with Less and Jake, is the songs on the whole really well written. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like, and I think I think the other thing with, with Less and Jake stuff as well is it, it, it was a bit more of kind of like uh, brace yourself here because I'm going I'm to explain this so badly. I really <laughs> am. So I apologise because my, my vocabulary is going to scare me here. <clears throat> you get a lot of pop punk and ska punk bands. And you get a kind of a vein where it's about the sort of the fun and the frivolity and the cheesiness. And it's just about having a catchy tune with some sort of quirky or funny lyrics over the top of it. And then you get bands more in the vein of... I think one of the... Uh, I, I keep mentioning them all the time. I think one of the reasons why sort of Green Day have done as well as they've done and lasted as long as they've done, because they, they are catchy, for want of a better word, pop-punk songs. Yeah. But there's a sort of a personal integrity to them. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of you can get you know it's all these, these sort of personal. You can invest yourself. In yeah, it? and it's yeah. these personal stories, and it's obviously quite you know it's sort of it's you, you could you could you could sit down with an acoustic guitar and play those songs. Yeah, yeah, and it would it would have Still some resonance. Yeah, it would have some resonance. It would translate well, and to an extent, and this might sound a bit daft. I think you actually, as much as you can do in the world of ska punk, I think you kind of get a similar thing with Less Than Jake, you know what I mean? Real Big Fish were very... I mean, those were the, the kind of... The, the, at that time, they were the two big... Yeah, I mean, still, they still kind of are, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, totally. They sort of very much define that kind of era in that scene and things. Um, and Real Big Fish were the catchy tunes and the funny lyrics hmm. and the bright sunshine. Less Than Jake is obviously very... I could understand why people would describe it as cheesy, and all the rest of it, but to me there was a bit more sort of, you, you know what I mean? It was kind of the a lyrics. Bit more weight like, to it. Yeah, there was a bit. There was more that weight. The lyrics were sort of these personal stories. You know, I mean, every other song is about oh, we're stuck in Gainesville, or oh, there's something going on getting away, yeah. and all the rest of it and stuff. But it's kind of it's it's people they know, it's places they've been to. It's kind of there's a bit more, and, and I think the actual in the actual music itself as well, there's it's a little bit more reflected in that. Yeah, not across the board. But in a lot of those songs, and I think there's just, and they are the punkier band, you know what I mean? I think people, again, there's sort of a lot of people when they hear the name or they think about them, they sort of think, oh, cheesy ska punk. Yeah. If you actually go back and listen to that earliest stuff, it's pretty coarse, rough around the edges punk stuff, a lot yeah. of it, you know what I mean? It is that, I mean, it is, it's the sort of, it's the big kind of poppy vocals. So, so like, I, I don't, one, one thing I get uh, frustrated about is that when people hear a name and they just associate it with what they, essentially what they want to associate it with. Yeah. So, like, you know, they might hear Less Than Jake and they go, okay, oh, it's cheesy, cheesy sort of poppy ska punk. Mm. When actually, like, if you spend any time listening to most bands, there'll be more than what they, than that. Do you know what I mean? Than that, like, little three or four word description. Yeah. And I think, uh, uh, I, I never really got into Less Than Jake, but um, I saw them live a few years back um, and I was kind of like, oh, these songs are actually really well put together. Yeah. You know, like, you know, they, they really thought about this. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, it, yeah. and I don't know why, but I think I just like, like almost everyone else that does that sort of thing, I just kind of lump them in this category. Yeah, so, and it's, it's easy to do that, you know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of bands out there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's sort of... It's you only, some of them in that category. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of... It's, it's, it's only the most sort of dedicated music fans who really take the time to properly explore every band they come across. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to do because it's time-consuming. Yeah, definitely. There's a practicality yeah. to it. So, of course, a lot of people, as a kind of a shorthand, will just put to put yeah. that with that and then throw it into that basket or whatever. And... Um, 
yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I kind of, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't disagree with someone who described them as that. No. But I think there is, there's, there's a bit more going on there than I think a lot of people yeah. give them credit and for a lot of the time. I, like, Scarpunk, just in recent years, has got a really bad name, and I don't really know. I mean, like, if you don't like it, that's fine, but I don't really know why. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I was never super into Scarpunk, but, like, mm. There are so there are a lot of good bands in there, and you know it's just like any genre, isn't it? It's like horror or something, you know, like yeah, totally. Yeah, you, there's a lot of crap in horror, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a few really absolute bangers. Yeah, and I think I think that's a really good analogy to use as well because obviously horror is something which is it's 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 a genre which is heavily based on tropes. Yes, and that's a very similar thing with Scarpunk. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a you've, you've got a limited field, haven't you? Yeah, you ex- exactly. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's sort of so there's very. Um, yeah, and there, and there is a lot of you know a lot of people, and, and, it, and obviously it became it sort of became the buzz thing for a while, so a lot of people jumped on board with it. Yes. And then in the midst of that, obviously there was a lot of stuff which wasn't really good examples of what it could be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't I don't even necessarily you know when it comes to ska punk, I'm like I I I, I will say yeah, there's loads of examples of it not done very well, but I just think when it's done well, it's, yeah. it really is. I'm, I'm interested to know what your, your next your next one is. To be honest, this is my fifth and final one. Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna um, what are you gonna save from uh, Lesson Jake's album? Oh, um, am am I gonna be that that muppet and just go for the obvious metalheads? Am I gonna be that guy? I think you can. Am I doing yeah, it? Yeah, you're allowed. It, you know, that was the, it, it. was the tune. It was the big tune, and it was the one that you know we uh, you know, I, I, I learned to play along with that. Um, it was the big cheesy pop song, and it was fun. If I thought about it more, I'd probably might alter something else, but I'll just, you know, yeah, as my yeah, brain's you're, fine. you're allowed. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for it then. I'll yeah. Balance, yeah. Sweet. Cool. Let's move on to your fifth one. I have deliberately saved this for last. Okay. Because I think this is the this is the one that probably I thought of. When you, when you, again, when you first asked me to do this, I was like, oh, whole albums? <laughs> I've listened to a whole album in like, I don't think I've listened to a whole album this century. I might not have listened to them. Uh, but for a long, long time, because I'm very, you know, like I said, I'm very bitty with my music nowadays. It's bits and bobs from, from here and there and all the rest of it. But this was one which was a, a blindingly obvious one. And I'm sorry to anyone who listens, because this is going to be the very obvious one. Okay. Coming from me and coming from the band I'm in. Um, and I'm going to pick it because I think, in my opinion, and I, I genuinely, genuinely think this is one of the most influential and important punk albums Scarcore albums of the I think I know where you're going um, of the 2000s and onward and it's it's, it's uh, Civil Disobedience by Capdown um, huge influence on Random Hand that band there would there would be a Random Hand I don't know if it would sound quite it would probably sound very similar but there would but there was um, certainly a massive drive and I mean the interesting thing about this album is when I first heard it, and it's like, like I heard Scar Wars and I heard Pound for the Sound. No, sorry, Pound for the Sound's not on that. I heard Scar Wars and I heard um, Cousin Cletus. And I was like, that's flat out amazing. And I heard the album and I didn't like it. Really? Because it was before I really got into hardcore stuff. Yeah. I was still in the socks. It's, 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 it's what pretty much Scarcore was. It felt like that was Scarcore. Yeah. It, 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 I think, I, and I do, you know, I don't, I'm trying not to like. Oversell it, but I think it is the manual for what became contemporary British Scarcore. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the reason I say this is because, we, you know, we toured a lot in the wake of that album and that band, and the amount of bands in every single town in this country 
who were blatantly influenced by you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us included. Yeah, yeah. But the amount of, you know, you know, you know what I mean? You could clearly see the, the amount of um, doing that kind of like, that minor key, that's that's kind of like yeah. very distinctive kind of, are they still, I don't even know how to describe the vocals, I mean, that sort of raggerish. Yeah, vocal yeah, it kind, kind of, of was, but it's still still very much London. Yeah, <laughs> London-y, yeah. and then the and then the kind of the, the riffy bit and the kind of the, the nutty noodly horn bit. Um, yeah, like it's just, it, it, I I I have not I haven't seen I haven't really seen first hand close up in the midst of it a band have that much of a knock on effect on a load of aspiring no, bands yeah. really. Um, I do think, and I just think as a punk album as a whole, I think it's just it's just one of the. The the, the 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 best punk albums of sort of this millennia are, are you know I sort of hold to that in terms of influence and just in terms of how good it is. Like I said when I first did it, I didn't like it because I didn't really. It's also, get, the production's pretty. It's pretty it's, uh, ropey. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but, in, but in the perfect way. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's the that's the other reason why I think it's such a good album because it is. You, I mean, you'll know as well as anyone. Um, it's very hard to record a punk album. Yes. Yeah. Because it's very hard to capture. That thing that makes it amazing live yeah. on record concisely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and get it, it took us three albums to kind of get something near that. You know what I mean? The, 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 you know, when you're I, close to it, I think it's different. But like, yeah, exactly. I've, but, I've heard the Cap Down aren't fans of how the albums sound. Yeah, but I, I, I think that first one is absolutely yeah, spot. It's, it's I think great. It's, I think it's one of the best. You know, punk productions. You feel like you're in the room. You do. You totally do. But, mm. but it, like everything's concise and the clarity's there. But it's just, yeah, but it's just, the you know, absolutely, it, it really smacks you in the face and it really kind of like, the live feel of it is absolutely there, you know, it yeah. feels really kind of like... I, I, was, I was waiting, I was waiting for you to choose that one because I like, uh, I, I love that album. I think mm-hmm. Cap Down are, are an incredible band. I actually really like the third album as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Uh, which I think it kind of got a bit of grief when it came It did get a bit of a stick, but it's still, it's still a great album. I think it, it, it just got a bit, you know, it's that classic thing of like, they sort of... It was still, of course, it was still them. They just did something, you know. They were, they were yeah. just a branching out a bit from what people were used yeah, to. Some people, sort of... but it was still a great album. Still great songs in it. I think all the albums are fantastic. But I think it's just because that's the one that really kind of, you it's know, obviously it's the first, it was the first big. I, know they, I think they put out an EP before that, didn't they? I don't know. Um, I, be, I believe they did. Um, I think I'm pretty sure they done household name. Um, but obviously that was the first real kind of. This is what this is. Yeah. And just every track on that is a and it's it's huge and it's gruff and it's raw and yeah, it's kind it of is great. and it right is from great. the first track as well. You know what I mean, right from that and it's it's so instant as well. Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Um, and that's the interesting thing as well because obviously it's thought of you know people think it's a ska punk album and it's it's three tracks before you get to any ska. Yeah, it's it's um, more I would class it more of a hardcore album. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. sort of a punk album that sort of intimately breaks up with a bit of ska tunes. But I just think it's I think just for how good it is for the quality of the songs for the quality of the production for the feel of it. And for the for the inspiration of it, for the knock on effect. Yeah, well, it clearly had a huge impact. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, and I think it's sort of, to, to, to the point where I actually I remember once I was I, one of the tunes that I wrote for Random Hand. I remember sitting with my trombone and going through it, and then going like, "Oh, it's really good." Shit, is this a countdown song? Yeah. And having to listen back to all the horn lines. Yeah, yeah, I ripped yeah. this off. Because it was just like, if I played this on an alto sax, this would be capped down. So I just need to make sure this is... Yeah, fine, yeah. Fine. yeah, I mean, but that's like... Yeah. I think that's just being like a songwriter, though, isn't it? You just, you're yeah. constantly worried that you've accidentally ripped off something, I think, or like a line or something like that. Like, I think... I'm sure we've... I'm sure we wrote a line that was very similar to one of the, something you were in, and I didn't realise until after. 
and you know, like the song come. I can't remember which one it is now, but it came out, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just like you're con- it's a constant worry, especially when you're so close to it. Yeah, like you know, with like with Capdown clearly it having an influence on you guys, it's like you want to recreate that, but you want to recreate that either in, in your way or better. You know, what I mean, like I think that's how people. Uh, I think that's how songs come out. I think, and I I wonder whether when people find that. That moment is when is when bands start to lose it a little bit. You know, yeah. like once you've once you've got what you want, is often when bands sort of lose their shine. Yeah. Because you you know it's almost that struggle that makes. That yeah, makes absolutely. Yeah, it's that constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally aspiring for kind of. I, I, but I think that's that's a sort of. We've been very fortunate, and I think we we've been sort of willing to. We're not a band that's been necessarily dominated by any one person it's always it's always been yeah. you know in, in the writing process it's always kind of I, I, you know there, there's obviously I think there's a sort of like a certain things you expect from from random hand but the, the writing process has always been the people pulling it a bit in their direction yes yeah, each yeah. of them individually and the result of that is what comes out it's the, it's the tugging isn't it it's like a tug of war and that's kind of what makes it I think. yeah totally yeah so I like think that, that that came through but I mean yeah obviously I you, you can't deny I think, I think it's pretty obvious I mean, we, we've literally had the comparisons you know what I mean I, yeah, think it's, yeah. it's, it's, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone to hear but yeah, I, I I I think that was I think that's a really good album as well. And I I was, I was waiting for you to choose. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to be a bit. Yeah, trying not to be so. I, was, I thought you might not choose a cap down. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, what what song would you save? Oh I, well, again, this is another. This oh, is because yeah. again, again, do you, do, you, do you go for the obvious? Um, you know, Scar Wars was the the sort of the tune that sort of. Caught me into it in the first place. Is that of course it's the big one everyone knows. It might be the obvious, but I might I might actually go with. What will I go with? You see, again, it's, it's an album where I could I could pick so many different tunes for so many different reasons. Um, I'll be a douche and I'll go with cousin Cleus. Cousin Cleus. Yeah. Ah. I'll do it. I'll yeah. You gonna do that? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, what was I was just trying to find the one that, that I really like. I think it's. Uh... Oh yeah, I, I really like Kane Babel. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's an absolute banger. Yeah. Um, it's always. Am I right in saying that when they do that live, they clip it a bit? I don't know. Actually, I, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard it live a few times. It's kind of. It's not been as many cycles of like yeah, certain maybe. riffs or something like that. It's been they're, like an, an they're really interesting, version. interesting band really nowadays. Though, Captain, I don't think because uh, I like they do the odd show every now and then. But I saw him. I saw him uh, a gig maybe three years ago. Mm. Uh, it was with a bunch of other bands, and they were opening, and they. Still kicked every band out of the water. Hmm. Like they were, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely the best band on on that yeah. on that day, which is crazy because I mean they they're not even out. They don't even do much anymore. So the idea that they can come back and still be the best band on our lineup is not. <laughs> do you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Anyway, so we've got uh, not got a crazy amount of time left. So okay. I'm gonna move on to your book. Me book. Your book. Right. Um, again, I sort of. Uh, oh dear, dear me. So, the world of literature is vast and wide. <laughs> many genres, many things, you know. Yeah. Um, I like different things for different reasons. Um, different things have, have resonated with me. Um, it, but I've, I've sort of, I've had this post to me before. If I absolutely had to pick a what is your book, um, I would probably have to go with War of the Worlds. Cool. Um, for a few reasons. One, as you know, I'm a bit of a sci-fi nerd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do enjoy my science fiction quite a lot. Um, that book is 
the blueprint of what became contemporary. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about the history of sci-fi. Obviously, you need to talk about people like Mary Shelley. You need to talk about Jules Verne. Um, but that, I mean, it, I think H.G. Wells was really the guy who kind of cemented a lot of the tropes that we know nowadays. Mm. And the thing that always really intrigues me about it is you think about the, the sort of the tropes that that book set up, which are just staples. Yeah. You know what I mean? In in, in modern sci-fi, so you've you've got. Well, you've got an alien invasion, you've got space travel, albeit, you know, this idea of, like, being fired from a massive cannon, which isn't quite how we think about it now, but yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. You've got... I mean, it's insane. You've got mechs. You've got walking battle tanks. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You've got energy weapons, not projectiles. <laughs> Where was it written? Yeah, well, this is the intriguing thing, but all this... You've got the first real description of, sort of, you know, an alien life form, but thought about practically. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So the idea of these blobs which have forgone the use of their... Their, their 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 bodies because they're sort of intellectually superior, so they build their machines and they've got mm. this horrible. There's a really horrible visceral description in the book. I mean, it's, it's really it's horrible. I think I've only, I think I've read the first third of it. Maybe it, I haven't finished it. it. There's this thing about you know he sees the sort of blackened eyes and the the weird beak and the sort of yeah, the, the yeah, tentacles yeah. and it's it's really it's visceral. This is a Victorian novel. <laughs> this novel was published in 1898, that's, that's nuts, and it's got it? it's got it's got mechs with energy weapons in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's Victorian, and this this is a thing that always. I mean, it, the thing that really fascinates me about this, this this book is you can read it now and you can enjoy it for what it is, but the, the, when you think about it in the context of when it came out, yeah, it is a mind blowing piece of work. It is you kind of wonder how how it like how it. I mean, obviously, it's been super influential, but like, you know, how did people take it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, because apparently at the time that it, it did come out at a time where there was this sort of kind of a bit of a craze of it, what they called invasion literature. Right. Because obviously, you know, unfortunately, this time you are getting the stirrings of what would be the big conflicts. Yeah, yeah. Um, H.G. Wells famously predicted the, the, the world wars. He, yeah, yeah. He knew there would be a global conflict. I, did, I, did, I didn't know that. He did, yeah, he, did, he sort of saw it. And I mean, it's really interesting when you look at it because he kind of. He kind of pinpointed the time pretty well as well. Really? It's kind of scary, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, it's this kind of... Like, he, he saw it on the horizon. Because in, in addition to being a sort of a, a, a... You know, he's a good fiction writer. He's someone who's got his finger on the pulse of sort of science and innovation technology. But he's also a, a, a big person who's sort of... Um, on the sort of sociological front of things, you know what I mean? Yeah, how how yeah. society is working, how humanity is working. I mean, those tend to sci-fi tends to be about that, really, though. Absolutely, it? yeah. yeah. It's more so about people and how yeah. people react to certain situations. 100%, yeah. And, of course, this is the other thing with War of the Worlds, is it is... It is it's a, it, I mean, it's a genre novel, but it's weird because it, I don't know if it's fair to describe it as that because it was at a point where... It invented those genre tropes. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I don't know if it's fair to say that it yeah. is a genre thing because it is all the staples of the, of that... Yeah, it'd be like genre. it's like it's like looking at it and saying it's cliche, and it's like, well, it's only cliche because it made it cliche. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, it's, everything draws from that. Um, funnily enough, it's also I'm, this is very rarely touched upon, but it's also got what must be. If, if anyone correct me on this, by all means, but it must be one of the first ever um, descriptions of a robot, and it's never touched upon. And it's really? literally it's literally a throwaway line at the end of one of the chapters. They're talking about the handling machines in the pit. Yeah. And they're, they're in these sort of JCB style... I mean, JCB... He's, predict, he's predicting JCBs. <laughs> Ridiculous. And this JCPs. Sort of, yeah, um, in these sort of digging things. And there's, there's just this little throwaway line about... And, and paraphrasing, but it's like... And then one of these machines appear to operate with no intervention from anyone at all. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, you've just described a robot and you're... Yeah, it's kind it, of... It's, know, hidden, it's, like, it's hidden in, in the language, I suppose. Yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah. now, now, you might not take out... If you're reading it now, it might be... You wouldn't necessarily assume it's you're talking about a robot, but because of the way he's describing exactly, it, exactly. Yeah. yeah, 
So there is this thing about it, it is a genre piece, but of course it's also, I mean, it, what it's really about, it's, it's sort of a reaction to colonialism yeah. at the time, you know what I mean? It's a, that sort of part of the, the, the point of it was this idea of like, <clears throat> you know, it was a time where obviously the empire was a huge thing. Hmm. Britain was going around the world and claiming things and and and. Well, I mean, just like you are doing with this desert island. But exactly, <laughs> it's, it's mine. It's all mine. You know, it's it's kind of like stamping its mark on yeah. people who it, you know sort of didn't have the weren't as technologically advanced or whatever. And of course, this was the, this was a the idea of of putting something else above that. You know, what yeah. I mean, you you have cushy safe um, imperial England. Yeah, and then suddenly here come. These, these creatures with you know which which are sort of I feel like I need to read this book now. <laughs> it is a fun. It, it, it genuinely because because again it's, it's it, uh, people you know I think people don't know much about it. They do maybe think of it as like oh it's just a kind of a you know it's it's a fun sci-fi adventure story or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a dark story <laughs> and it's a dark story about and it, there's the science fiction tropes but there's also it, it is a very human story and it's the sort of a lot, a lot of it as well as the disintegration of society yeah. and that's a lot of the darker stuff it's how people react in these yeah, times yeah, yeah. you know there's this incredible that's a pretty depressing thing to read on a desert island oh massively to be honest yeah but I mean there's, there's an, an incredible description of the sort of this mass exodus from London and they're all travelling up this road together and the, you know these, these people getting stomped on and people getting left in the wayside and people yeah, crying yeah. this great dust bowl getting kicked up I think I, think, I remember yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've read the first half and I think when it, when it arrived and they'll gather around and like the, they'll gather around this big crater, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's when they sort of first appear, and you kind of, um, I mean, that, that description itself is, is kind of incredible. But then the aftermath of everything, when people are kind of trying to escape it, and yeah, yeah, this sort of um, uh, there's a sort of, sort of a scene where someone's got, he, he's off, he's he's hiding with somebody who goes a bit hysterical, um, and that takes a very very dark twist. Um, but I just think it's, it's like I say, it's, I think it's ahead of its time. It's sort of single-handedly. I, I don't want to say invented a genre because, like I say, that's un, that's yeah. unfair to the. There, there were predecessors to, to Wells and his work, but I mean, it really cemented a lot of the things which we know is commonplace. Very, very readable, yeah. and um, I, yeah, I do, I do think it's an incredible piece of work. So we'll probably have to have to go with that. Cool. Yes. So we'll, uh, we'll move on relatively swiftly yep. to um, your luxury item. Toilet paper, no contest. <laughs> Full I mean, stop. That is end that of is story. Strong. That is uh, toilet paper. There it is. Done. So that's your luxury item, then. That's my luxury item. Yeah. I would it be like like four ply? For, I I've been known to pack toilet paper in a gig bag to take on tour. Yeah. And in anticipation, just in case, uh, because it's one of those things where you take it for granted. And then when you don't need it, you really realise how important it is. There's a reason um, why. Uh, there's a reason why I asked if you could come in half an hour because we didn't have any toilet paper, and I felt like it was rude to have somebody in our house when there's no toilet paper. There you go. You, this is the kind of forward thinking we need. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. We, we, we need more of this in this country. Yeah, exactly. In the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much. I mean, yeah, really. you gotta you gotta look after your bum. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then. So we uh, didn't mention it at the beginning, but when you got to this desert island, you got Bruce Springsteen's autobiography. The, the, that was already there. Okay. Uh, the entire written works of Katie Price. Right. And the deflated football. Okay. Um, is that any use to you? Would you would you enjoy any of them? Would you use any of them as a means to escape in some sort of weird contraption? Well, because we looked this up, didn't we? And it turns out Katie Price has been surprisingly prolific. Yeah, incredibly prolific. So I'm wondering if she has enough 
of books to constitute some sort of small raft. Yeah. Which I can... I mean, yeah, we'd, I don't know, actually. Might, I was about to say it'd be small, but by the looks of the amount of books she has... Yeah, exactly. It might be substantial. It might be enough, yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe I'd fashion a raft out of, out of her works. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bruce, I mean... Because to be honest, I'm really not knowledgeable about Bruce Springsteen much really, at all. It's really good. So I, would, I probably would find it interesting. I've heard a lot. I think he's quite interesting. I think mean, he's a very nice guy. Very interesting yeah, character. yeah, yeah. Uh, stand-up guy so that might be an interesting read I'd give that a go mm-hmm. um, the deflated football it's a bit sad because in this castaway situation I'm obviously just immediately thinking of Wilson yeah, I know. from the aforementioned yeah. film um, which is very tragic well I mean I suppose you had the opportunity to try and fix it you just have limited limited uh, tools yeah I mean I don't know what, what, I don't know what I'd do I, 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 I mean practically speaking I suppose I'd just have to wear some sort of rudimentary hat That'd be good, I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, guessing shade. He, shade, exactly. Heat, yeah. heat stroke would be in, in a sort of a... A big issue, yeah. big issue here, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm going to get proper bare grills on this situation, I need to be careful of that. So, so yeah, um, deflated thing as a hat, you know, Bruce Springsteen for morale, build a shelter out of Katie Price's autobiographies, that's and then maybe good. a raft if I'm feeling adventurous. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. Do you think you'd, uh, do, you think you'd do well? By yourself? I don't think I'd last a day, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. <laughs> do all of that in a day? I'd do all of, yeah, yeah. I'd do all of that, and then I'd be a second day if I'd be dead. I think it's as simple as that. You're not particularly practical. Um, I, I can be when pushed. Yeah. It's just I'm a sort of, um, I don't know, I've probably... The trouble is I succumb to the elements really easily. Right. <laughs> I am, in, in, in a hot environment, I'm one of the first people to get, like, sunstroke or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I also have very little on me in terms of reserves. Right, okay. So I probably... Again, you know, when you hear survival things and you sort of people sort of say, like, oh, you can last three weeks without food. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 100%. Um, I, I, you know, I sort of... I, I lose any sense of kind of civility after a few hours of not eating. <laughs> um, I would probably just go mad and try and eat my own arms. I'd get really angry at myself because yeah. there'd be no one else to get arms angry at. Arms is a strange move. And then I'm I just, think I'd go legs. No, maybe I would just gnaw on my legs, yeah. I would eat my own limbs very quickly. You're not good with your own, own space, own company? No. I mean, once I've finished the books, that'd be it. <laughs> yeah. I'd be fine while I, was, <laughs> yeah. while I was reading. I mean, it might take a while by the looks of Katie Price. Well, exactly, yeah. So maybe, maybe I would be right. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah sounds, uh, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And tea and coffee and thank you for chocolate. having me and for supplying tea. Yeah, know. I mean, you've got to you've got to supply tea in Britain. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's like a staple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. You're not allowed to have people around who don't have tea and coffee facilities. I'd have stormed out if it wasn't here. To be honest, quite frankly. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you still have time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, cheers, man.